Welcome to the best of the Nick Brown Show, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's your host, Nick Brown. Lynn, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. I, I may have never been on a show before where we had uh, a Rutgers Knights fan. Lynn, it's not the Knights. It's the Scarlet Knights. The Scarlet Knights. I, I, I hadn't been there where there was a Rutgers of any, any fan there, so I'm, I'm impressed that we've got a Rutgers fan in the audience. Uh, there you go. Certainly a great day to talk college football. A lot, of, a lot of crucial games, Lynn, and I start with one right off the bat, not just because you're an Auburn alum and it's the game that you cover and know the most about. But I will tell you, I don't think you look yet. There's some big game matchups, but I'm talking about the implications for each head coach in the rest of their season. Gus Malzahn now has decided on a quarterback, and we got a text in today saying that, you know, I'm one of the only person that didn't play quarterback for Auburn a few weeks ago. But I think now you look, will this pressure and moment, I mean, this could be a defining game in the career of Gus Malzahn, in my opinion. Well, and, and Coach Sumlin. I mean, they, this. I think the teams are, are almost in exactly the same situation, and I think they're a, a, like a mirror image of each other. Um, you know, these are these are teams that last year, uh, the offense, partic- particularly on both teams, was not good. Uh, the defense was questionable. Auburn's Auburn's defense got pretty good the latter part of the year, but uh, but both of them had deficiencies in both ways. This year, that's totally changed. A um, uh, and M's offense certainly has been more effective with Trevor Knight. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much putting up 65 against Prairie View proves. Uh, Auburn's uh, offense had one bad quarter against uh, half against Clemson, but their last three uh, halves have been very good. At 230 yards and outgained Clemson, outscored Clemson uh, in the second half and put up 50 something last week against Arkansas State. Again, how much does that prove that you put up uh, 50 something against Arkansas State? We'll we'll see. Um, you know, the uh, both teams have have new quarterbacks for this year, but they're not freshman quarterbacks. Um, you know, they both got uh, appear to be powerful running attacks. I think A&M's got the advantage in uh, in receivers. Uh, I think Auburn's got an advantage in the kicking game. Uh, you're going to have the two best defensive ends that you're going to have on the field uh, probably in the game of the Southeastern Conference this entire year with Miles Garrett from A&M and Carl Lawson from Auburn. Uh, it's you know it's worth the price of the ticket to go in and watch those two guys play. So I I really see it as a as a mirror image ball game. Um, and the series has been even the the four years since A&M's been in. Uh, each team's won two. Uh, each team won in a in a wide margin. Uh, Auburn won by a wide margin last year at A and M. A and M won four years ago in a wide margin at Auburn. And then um, both teams have won a close game on their on their uh, uh, on their opposing field on the other team's field. So um, I really see it. And 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 both coaches have been criticized because of uh, of underperforming in key ball games. So I really see it uh, see it as a as a game when the teams are in are equally matched uh, in an even situation. Normally you would say, oh, well, I'd go with Auburn just because of the home field advantage. But historically now it looks like you go against the home team unless somebody you know flips that. Eventually a home team's going to win. Maybe it'll be this afternoon. Maybe it'll be this evening. I don't know. But uh, very interesting ball game and and it's a it's a Saturday that's extremely crucial for the Western Division of the SEC because Mississippi State, which uh, seemed to find a new pulse last week. After the miserable performance against South Alabama, uh, looked pretty good against South Carolina. They go on the road to LSU, uh, who looked good last week against a good Jacksonville State team, despite not having Leonard Fournette play. And that's a that's a key thing that they looked that good without Fournette. And then Alabama, of course, goes to goes to Ole Miss. So 
uh, you know, you got six of the seven Western Division teams playing head to head. Okay, I want to. I got to interrupt you because sure. you said all that about uh, Auburn and Texas A and M. And I want to read between the lines, but I think you become gun shy on making predictions because of your Middle Tennessee Vanderbilt uh, Ooh, pick. Boy, that was bad, wasn't it? Are you telling me that Auburn's going to beat Texas A&M, or you just don't know because it's an evenly matched game? Well, it, no, I, I do think it's an evenly matched game, and conventional wisdom, I'd take Auburn in a close game because of the home field advantage. But with the fact that a home team's never won in this, it, it causes you to, to back off a little bit. You know, the bet, the betters have got Auburn as a three-point favorite. Um, you look at it, uh, Texas A&M is, is a ranked team, ranked as high as like 16 or 17. Auburn's barely getting any votes at all. Um, the perception is that, that uh, Texas A&M's a better team. I don't know, you know, perception's not always reality, but, but right now the perception is that A&M's better. I think some eyebrows got raised when they saw that Auburn was the favorite uh, in this in this ball game. But, you know, the, bet, the betters aren't stupid, and they, they, they do it. You know, people we know do it as a hobby, and they do it as a livelihood. And when those lines are set, they try to drive people to a certain way. Uh, the betters are trying to get people to bet on Texas A&M. Same way that today uh, the betters are trying to get uh, people to bet on the Miami Hurricanes against Appalachian State by only having that as a little three-point line playing at Appalachian State. And so the, the betters probably think Appalachian State's got a chance to win that ball game. They probably think Auburn – would, should probably win the ball game, or else they wouldn't be trying to drive people to bet on Miami and to bet on A and M. But uh, this is one, and I usually, you know, I don't mind giving my opinion on these things. I'm really, I'm really torn on this one about about who to pick. Um, if it weren't for what's been happening home field in this series, then I'd, I'd go with Auburn. But as it is, it's uh, it's one of the few games I go into it really not knowing what to expect. Okay, now I'm going to move on because uh, you know we got a dude, we got a guy that sits in with me, and I'll call him the donut man because if you're able to get up at the crack of dawn and bring me those pillowy, plucked, delicious daylight donuts every Saturday morning to the depot, and so I can enjoy a donut with my coffee, the the problem is I've been almost uh, inundated, Lynn, with the color maroon. I have a ULM fan to my left and a Mississippi State fan to my right, and. In my opinion, both will be disappointed today uh, with ULM facing Georgia Southern, but I could be wrong. And the ULM fan has told me all the reason I will be wrong. The Mississippi State fan has sat there silent, ready to ring a cowbell as the Bulldogs head into Baton Rouge. And uh, you talked about it with Leonard Fournette. LSU looked good without it. Les Miles is named the starting quarterback. But is that that's one that's going to be, you know, all these games are becoming parity in college football. They're tougher and tougher to predict. Yeah, I mean, you don't know. You can't. You just can't be sure anymore who to who to take. Um, you know. Yeah, I, you got to pick LSU to to win the ball game. I mean, they. Uh, you know, I mean, they they're they're going to have they're going to have greater depth. Uh, they're going to have a larger number of of more highly rated recruited players. Uh, they've got the best running back arguably in the country when he's you know when he's when he's doing well. Uh, Mississippi State is putting in a new offense with a new quarterback. I know he looks better against South Carolina. But I mean that wasn't a overwhelming runaway win, and, and South Carolina was a very, very you know mediocre team. Um, so playing at home in a game that LSU's got to win, you know, you could say, well, yeah, LSU's looking ahead to Auburn next week. Well, they better not, because uh, things have you know have certainly proven that you just can't go with conventional wisdom this season. So yeah, I mean I've got to take LSU to win the game. Would it shock me if they if they lost? No, it wouldn't shock me. If Mississippi State beat them, but I think I think LSU is a solid favorite, and un, unless there's you know something I don't know about, uh, you got to go with LSU to win the ball game. 
Uh, absolutely, and I move on. I tell you one thing for certain, Lynn, and I followed everything. I think that you look at the showdown. Talk to Lynn Scarborough, by the way, from Lindy's Magazine. Lynn takes you to ten every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show. He's Town, Alabama's favorite son. Now, Lynn, Alabama, Ole Miss. No one has defeated Nick Saban coach team. And let's face it, we all say that Nick Saban because everyone makes it. But Nick Saban, you're beating a Nick Saban coach team. It's Ole Miss at Alabama. Now, Purdue, the Boilermakers, I think last team to do that in 1999, made their third victory over a Nick Saban coach team. Going on the road in the SEC, bought Hemingway Stadium with a true freshman quarterback there. That's what Ole Miss has in its favor. The depth issues for the Rebels, where they were decimated by injuries, against uh, Florida State. You know, Chad Kelly's a great quarterback. Is Chad Kelly and the Vaughn Hemingway crowd enough to do it? Because you know Nick Saban's going to be out to put his absolute best performance on the field today. Well, not in my opinion, it's not. I, mean, I was asked on a show yesterday, uh, will anybody ever beat uh, Nick Saban three times at Alabama? And I said, well, yeah, they will, but it ain't going to be Saturday. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't see, I don't see Ole Miss, I mean, I, you know, they got a chance. But, uh, but I can't see it happening. Yeah, if Alabama will have five turnovers like they did against them last year, then maybe they can. But, I mean, Alabama's a better team than Mississippi. Um, Ole Miss, you know, the, the quarterback situation, certainly with the veteran quarterback, Chad Kelly, who when he's right, he's the best quarterback in the conference. But the, the way that Jalen Hurts has played uh, negates some of that. Uh, you know, you got a, you got a first-year guy you couldn't have anticipated, and he's come in and looked, you know, and looked really good. And uh, so that kind of offsets some of what Chad Kelly's done. Ole Miss is one of the few teams – uh, Texas A&M and probably the other that can match Alabama at the receiver position. So uh, that's a that's an offset there. But I don't see another position on the field that Ole Miss competes with Alabama. And uh, you know, defensively, offensively, uh, anywhere. I don't. I just don't see it. And the the one thing I think Ole Miss has going for them, Nick, and I think it's the only thing they got going for them is confidence. Because this Ole Miss team is not going to be intimidated by Alabama. The guys that are sophomores, juniors, and seniors on this team, not freshmen and redshirt sophomores, but the others have played each other the last two years, basically the same players. And Ole Miss has won both times. And, you know, you get psychologically in your mind against, a, against an Alabama that wins all the time. You psychologically, you're going to go out there and, and say, man, what am I going to do to, to stop losing? And uh, I, I think the only, there's only three teams, I believe, that's beaten Nick Saban more than once since he's been at Alabama. Ole Miss, Auburn, and LSU, and so you can understand maybe if if, if Ole Miss, Auburn, and LSU might might not go in being intimidated. Other teams never beat them, and Ole Miss though has won the last two, and I think they go out there thinking they got a chance to win, and they do. But but Alabama's a, a better team than them. Now, I think Alabama will have to commit errors and give the ball game away in order to lose this ball game. Uh, it would not surprise me. It's a ten point line. Uh, you know, that, that means they're trying to drive people to, to Ole Miss. Uh, it would not at all surprise me to see Alabama uh, win the game by, by more than the line. Uh, absolutely. Talk to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Uh, every Saturday morning, Lynn takes you to 10 right here on the Nick Brown Show. We always invite you down to the depot, 211 West Railroad Avenue in downtown Ruston. Uh, Lynn, any other really games of interest to pay attention today? I know Florida's played North Texas. should be no trouble for them. And then you do have one, I think, that uh, normally I would say no big deal. When Missouri, when Missouri was winning their division, the SEC East, you could come up and tell me how their schedule was the easiest. Absolutely now, it was. 
that how easy it was. Now you look at uh, Kirby Smart, coach Georgia Bulldogs. Really, that's really tough for me to say. And uh, I really like Mark Rick and what he brought to the table for the Georgia Bulldogs. Now I understand never won the big one, but now, now my thoughts are like, hey, wait a minute, Missouri may have a chance after watching Georgia versus Nichols last weekend. I think Missouri does have a chance. Um, they've got the momentum. They had a they had a good ball game last year last week. Of course, like a lot of teams, had a good ball game against an opponent that you're just not sure how good the opponent is. So you got to kind of take that, you know. But they're playing at home. Uh, of course, I did a show. Uh, in fact, I think I did your show uh, from the stadium in Columbia uh, two or three years ago, uh, and just confidently said, "Yeah, the Missouri will win this game." And then they got a, a tough game uh, coming up. And all they did was go out and give up 35 points and lose at home to Indiana uh, in a game I think Indiana finished last in the Big Ten. So uh, you don't take anything for granted. But they do play at home. Uh, Georgia looked really bad last week. And you would like to say was well, because Chubb and, and uh, Tony Michelle didn't play and were injured. Well, they both played. And neither one of them were effective against Nichols. And people that, you know, in your area there, would have a lot of them would have kept up with the game probably. Uh, Georgia wins because they ran a fumble in. They didn't win because of some 80-yard drive or 90-yard Nick Chubb run or something. If Nichols doesn't fumble and and Georgia run that in, I mean, you don't know how things would develop, uh, but maybe Nichols wins that ball game, and which would which might have been the biggest upset loss in Georgia football history if they had if they had not run that fumble in to beat Nichols State um, or Nichols now. So Georgia's got to play a heck of a lot better than they did last week. Or Missouri's got to play a lot worse uh, than they did, and Georgia's a six and a half, seven point favorite. So the you know the line, the amount of the line surprised me. So yeah, I'm going to pick Georgia because Georgia's got better players than Missouri. But the you know the way it, the way it's played, two interesting things, two two uh, new new coaching staffs. Uh, so you know a lot of lot of uh, you know interesting interesting matchups here and, and angles to the game. But I got to you know. I, now, I'm going to take Georgia, but uh, a lot of things are going for Missouri there. Now, we've got a significant game. I know that we normally focus on the, on the Southeast, on Southeastern Conference, but we've got a, uh, we've got a game that uh, has, has almost got a contiguous state border there in Oklahoma. Uh, Ohio State plays in Oklahoma, and that's a significant game in the country this, year, this week is, uh, is that game. Uh, absolutely. You know what? I, I love it. You're so uh, multi-talented that we can go through because with Lindy, and I think that is something I'm glad you brought that up because people think when they hear you every Saturday morning, yeah, Lindy's is fa- based in Birmingham, Alabama, beautiful Birmingham, Alabama, as I always say, and you often come to us from your veranda overlooking uh, in your backyard. But with Lindy's, it is a national publication. You guys cover, so I'm glad you brought up a game outside the SEC. Yeah, we're the we're the largest selling we're the largest selling uh, football magazine in the country, and and one of one of the largest in, in selling baseball and basketball magazines as well. Um, it, this this game, if you look at it statistically, just just the numbers and and who's looked impressive, this is going to be a win by Ohio State. Um, the, the thing that throws you is the level of competition. You know, Houston Cougars are a pretty good football team. And, you know, they, they ran away from Oklahoma, beat them pretty soundly, and ran away from them after giving up a, a lead early. Um, and you're thinking, well, maybe that's a fluky deal. Well, you, you watched Houston on TV the other night. And, um, and they, you know, Cincinnati, Coverville's got a pretty good team. And uh, they blew them away to score 28 points. Just Houston's a sudden strike team. 
and, and they beat your offense and defense, and, and, and they, you know, beat Cincinnati pretty badly. Were you pulling um, for Tuberville? Houston, 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 interrupt. Were you pulling for Tuberville? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd like Coach Tuberville. I mean, you know, the background with him being at Auburn, being at Ole Miss, being an SEC guy, and, and he's, he's, he's remained a loyal Auburn and a loyal SEC guy. And he's a very, very likable guy. I don't, I don't know him real well, but I've interviewed him and know him. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, you know, like everybody else, you know, you've got, you've got coaches and players that you know that you pull for, and, and I, I do that too. But I, but I certainly picked Houston to win the game, and, and have nothing against Houston. They're a very good ball team, um, and you know, so Oklahoma uh, in that ball game, they lost, they lost to what is a pretty good team. Um, it's if you if they played on a neutral field, if it was at Ohio State. You know, you're going to, have to take Ohio State in this. However, it's really difficult to to uh, go against Oklahoma to where they would be losing two out of their first three ball games. And because if they do, we had them ranked third in the country to start with, uh, certainly based on them beating Houston and then having Ohio State as a toss-up. Well, if they lose to Ohio State, they're one and two, and they haven't even played a conference game yet. Baylor's looking real good. Uh, TCU looks good. Uh, Oklahoma State's going to be trying to come back from that ripoff job that happened to them uh, last week. Um, you know they, they've got other they've got other difficult games ahead of them. Oklahoma does, and um, and if they start one and two, their chances realistically their chances to make it into the Final Four uh, playoffs are, are gone when you're not even through the month of September yet. And so I'm going to take Oklahoma to win the ball game. Um, you know I mean they've got they've got a good team. Oklahoma's a very good team. And um, I just I just can't see them, even though on paper uh, you would look at it and say, well, Ohio State may have the advantage here uh, playing at Oklahoma with Oklahoma's back against the wall. Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma to win the game. Very very uh, good matchup. Un- unusual. These two teams have only played each other twice in in history, and you would think with them being among the top you know five winningest programs in the history of college football that they would have played more than that. They played they played two times. Well, I want to keep it uh, outside of Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Lynn takes you to 10 every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown. So I'm going to take you another game outside the Southeastern Conference, and that's going to be a matchup between Conference USA and Sunbelt. The men of Troy, Alabama, that is, heads over to M.M. Roberts Stadium, The Rock, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a game that really, to me, that is one that you look for, a mid-major showdown that you're looking for today. Going to tell us a lot about both teams. Yeah, and, and it's a lot more interesting today uh, than it would have been last Saturday morning, isn't it? Uh, I would have I would have said that uh, Troy's going to come in and you know they'll look respectable and limp home with a uh, 15, 20 point loss and and uh, get their season going. Um, that was before what happened at Clemson last week. And for people who didn't see that ball game, Clemson wins the game by six points, but it's the second game uh, in which they did not look look good offensively. You can make an excuse for it against Auburn. Auburn's got a pretty good defense. But against Troy and at home, um, and they score what turns out to be the winning touchdown is a very controversial play where um, I looked at the replay and I thought the Clemson boys foot touched the line and was out of bounds. Now, he was ruled in bounds. They gave him the touchdown, and it ends up being the margin of victory. But that's, you know, there, are, there are folks that think that that went the wrong way uh, in, a, in a weekend with, with very controversial uh, – referee rulings, uh, the Brigham Young-Utah game and certainly the Central Michigan-Ohio State game, I mean Oklahoma State game, um, this is one that Troy very well could have won at Clemson. And, of course, you know how high I've been on Southern Miss. Nick Nick Mullen, who's their quarterback uh, at Southern Miss, uh, I think would probably be the starting quarterback at Alabama or Auburn. Uh, he is uh, 
Uh, he's, he played, played football, high school football, about 10 minutes from my house. I've been familiar with him since he was in high school. Uh, Ito Smith, uh, outstanding running back for Southern Miss, got good receivers, got a lot of momentum. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, you got to take Southern Miss to win this game. I, I still look at Southern Miss possibly as the team to beat for the for Conference USA. Uh, and I know Western Kentucky is, is up there high. Louisiana Tech, uh, you know, has, has looked better than I thought they would so far. We'll see about Marshall today. I know they're, they're getting some votes for being ranked. I'm not sold on Marshall yet. But but I think Southern Miss, but, yeah, it's a, I'd love to see the game. I'd love to see their game with Troy. That's going to be a lot more interesting game or, or could be a lot more interesting game than what I thought it was going to be. All right, and now and here in my Nick Brown line of reasoning, and you'll tell me and totally destroy my idea here, but if if Southern Miss is able to route Troy and Texas A&M routes Auburn, that means my opinion of Clemson has dropped drastically. Yeah, well, my opinion of Clemson has dropped drastically anyway. Um, you know, regardless regardless of what happens in these ball games, because we had them as the as the top rated offense in the country, and they looked like it in the first half against Auburn, but in the second half, Auburn shut them down, and and then Troy pretty well shut them down last week. Uh, the what I've seen the last three halves of football that Clemson's played uh, has not been the number one offense in the country and hadn't been a, a contender for number one in the country. Now you know that could certainly turn around. They got plenty of opportunities. Every 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 team that plays for a championship has some games that they don't look good and they're fortunate to win, and uh, and certainly that's that qualifies for Clemson. The last play of the ball game against Auburn. Auburn's throwing the ball to the end zone. If they complete that pass uh, in the end zone, it's a touchdown and Auburn wins the game. And and if you take away that that call against the Troy, Clemson may lose that ball game. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, uh, I and certainly if that were to happen, you would you would think that. But I'm uh, Clemson's got a lot to prove to me right now, uh, regardless of how these games turn out. Well, you, you put me in my place the other day. I'm going to get your opinion again. I said that this one looked like that the Tennessee Vols at 11 o'clock would start on a roll and totally prove their ranking. But uh, they've got a pretty decent opponent in the Bobcats of Ohio, led by Frank Solich. Yeah, Frank Solich is a veteran. He's not going to let his players be intimidated going in there. And and I realize it was Kansas, so I understand what I'm saying here. But they went on to the home field of a Power 5 team in the Big 12 last week and put up like 35 or 40 points and, and beat Kansas by double digits. Uh, going into play uh, in Lawrence, Kansas, is not like going into play in Nayland Stadium, so I'm, I'm, I haven't lost my mind here. But, but this is an Ohio team that, that looked more than respectable against a, a Big 12 team last week, and I don't think they'll go in there automatically thinking they're going to lose, particularly after what Appalachian State did. So we'll you know we'll see. Obviously, you take Tennessee to win the game, but this is this is not a game where you just roll over and say uh, you know let's let them hang around until midway through the fourth quarter. Ohio's got the potential to give Tennessee a problem. We're going to know a whole lot after the Appalachian State Miami game today, when uh, when we see you know Miami's ranked in the top twenty five and Appalachian's Appalachian State, and uh, and they're only an underdog by three points on their home field of Miami, and well, and arguably should have beaten Tennessee. Well, I like Mark Rick, and you know that, and I'll throw the U sign up here at the depot in downtown Ruston, but I think that that's one where a Power 5 team is getting a ranking based on their head coach, and I think where that's where – and I know the AP poll doesn't mean anything other than the fact that you and I get to talk about the rankings. I think App State's a better team, and I would, I would just as soon see App State with the 25th-ranked team in the country over uh, Miami, and I think that's going to be shown today. Well, it's certainly possible. I mean, I would take Miami in my picks, but uh, but that but that's certainly possible. 
the game that I'm taking is the upset of the upset of the day. Don't pick Middle Tennessee. Yeah, wait a minute. You have banned Middle Tennessee from your upset yeah, list. Yeah, Middle Tennessee is not going to be my upset of the week uh, again, again this year. If, in fact, if I come out and tell you that, then I've lost my mind, and you need to <laughs> have to go off the air since somebody to have me committed. The uh, no, my upset pick of the week is is to me the second best uh, uh, ball game in the country, probably. Uh, and I realize we got some really big ones in the SEC. Is Louisville and Florida State? And I like Louisville to win the game. I'm taking. I took on my radio show, uh, the the Lindy's uh, ne- network show, and in my uh, in my picks on on uh, Lindy's website, I'm taking Louisville to win that ball game. Florida State's a slight favorite, uh, but Lamar Jackson is is mighty good, and Louisville's a mighty good ball team. I've covered games at Papa John Stadium in, in Louisville. That's a tough place to go in and play. Uh, I covered uh, their game with Pittsburgh up there a few years ago, and and they were very impressive. Um, I like I, I like Louisville to win the ball game, not to not to cover a small line. I like Louisville to win the game, and um, and set up if the teams you know contend. Of course, Louisville's got a harder uh, schedule to play than, than Houston does, and they're not in the same conference. I understand, but the last last game of the season is uh, is Louisville and Houston, and uh, you know that could be one heck of a ball game. I think Louisville will have lost by then. I'm not sure Houston will, but that's that's setting up. Of course, that's all the way back in late November. We got a lot of football to play between now and then. But that's, that would be a good game to see today, uh, Louisville and Florida State. And I, I really do like Louisville to knock them off. Well, I certainly uh, appreciate it and wish you safe travels today. As uh, Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine, Lynn takes you to 10. Uh, Lynn, I uh, certainly appreciate you, all the insight you bring, and I'm with you. I like the Cardinals as well today. All right, Nick. Talk to you soon. And that was Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Nick Brown Show. Tune in live every Saturday on ESPN977.com or subscribe to the show in iTunes on Stitcher or at redpeachsports.com.